hi to Steve Vines. And Steve, how are you today? Humbug. Do you know what I'm going to do? I've got a coffee. I've got a coffee going. Somebody oh, you've got bro- a coffee. So, I don't see somebody's coffee just this bought me a newspaper. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go over here <laughs> and I'm just going to lie down on the floor and just let you get on with it. Today. Well, well there's, there's not much happening. Um, but I, I seem to recall there was a bit of, bit of a kerfuffle yesterday in, in the Legislative Council of the Hong Kong SAR. No. Um, God, I mean, that was so unpredictable. Who knew? Well, who knew it was going to get quite as much fun as it did? Well, you know. I mean, seriously and not seriously, on the one hand, you know, all this faint outrage, oh, f- f- fake outrage, oh, my God, these are scenes I've never seen since, you know, since uh, the battleship Potemkin was sunk. Um, but, but, you know, other than that, this was so predictable. Was this a catastrophe? A catastrophe. <laughs> it was a cat-a-something. LAUGHTER <laughs> But the fact of the matter is that um, you you have set up a situation where the people who won the overwhelming majority of the popular vote in the election have been told in the Legislative Council that they're not going to get any... Well, I mean, they didn't have any power before, but, they're, they're, you know, they're, they'll, they'll be thrown a few crumbs by way of being able to influence its proceedings. But they have to accept, for example as the president of LegCo, because the liaison office in Western has told them to accept him as, as president, they have to accept Andrew Leung as president. Now, Andrew Leung represents a functional constituency that doesn't have elections, just doesn't. It's one of the original rotten boroughs. He's never been elected to anything except for um, possibly his own Tea Party. Um, and, you know, people are really wondering about this man. They're looking into this man. Here's a man who who was so... Um, who's, who joined the flag wavers for the new order. And I can tell you the year in which he joined the flag wavers for the new order. It was 1997. No. Now, some of them um, were colonial lackeys and decided to jump ship. His problem is he always jumped ship rather late in the day and decided to jump ship rather earlier and joined the new brigade. But, oh, no, not our boy Andrew Lone. In 1997, he became a member of the Order of the British Empire. Curiously, not mentioned in his LegCo biography. I mean, it's the sort of thing you forget, but he didn't seem to have forgotten all the honours that have been bestowed on him since 1997. Hang on a second. <laughs> now, about 20 years ago, Mr. Lung would have been standing rigidly to attention at that point because he was a classic colonial lackey. He then jumped ship. So he's then, and then he gets elected, elected, let's not be, uh, <laughs> let's not abuse the language. He then gets appointed to the Central People's Blah 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 Consultative Committee. And, <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, it kind of gets worse. So he's in a rotten borough, he's never contested an election. He, he's, he then joins the Liberal Party, which was the plat du jour of the pro-establishment camp, until, of course, it wasn't up to when they had the, the, the very bad election in 2008. Yeah. 
I mean, bad election for them, I have to say. So, and, and, you know, and, and the liaison office, yet again, in the spirit of one country, two systems, said, oh, we can't be bothered with the Liberal Party anymore. We're, we're going to the new mob. And so what does Andrew Lung loyally do to his colleagues? He goes, OK, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. Um, so, you know, this is the man who, ele- who legislators have been told to select as their president. In the new LegCo, as I say, this is a LegCo which the people who run it do not have a popular mandate. Let's be very clear about that. This is the bottom line. The people who run it do not have a popular mandate. The the majority on LegCo doesn't represent the outcome of this year's legislative council election. But you would have thought a bit of humility, a bit of modesty. They'd say, oh, all right, look, you know, we realise that we actually got the smaller share of the vote. So... I tell you what, when it comes to handing out chairmanships of these important committees, we'll, we'll, we'll at least, at least, share it equally. Yeah. I, I, I heard on, on back chat this morning, you know, a desperate attempt to say, oh, well, it's all right because, you know, a Democrat has become the deputy chairman of the House Committee. No, 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 come on. The fact of the matter is the people who won the election are going to hold no chairmanships of any of the Legislative Council committees. The fact of the matter is the people who won the election are going to have no say in the LegCo. And gosh, there's been some anger and disruption in there. Yeah. I mean, whether, uh, frankly, I think it's a bit daft to make a fuss about the swearing in, uh, you, you know, the oath-taking, but whether it manifests it was, itself... It was, more, it was that, more something else taking yesterday, well, actually. Well, there, there were words used which <laughs> I've led a sheltered life, so I don't <laughs> understand, but you may... Um, the fact of the matter is that these people are very angry and they know how it's going to go. Yeah. Now, does this mean that, that the rest of the um, four years of the current term of the, of the council needs to be disruptive? Well, it doesn't. But, you know, Probably the will people be. who... Well, I'm <laughs> Damn they're sure going to be they're going to be yearning for filibusters because that was well, like a walk in the park yeah, compared I mean, to I, what's going to happen. I think filibusters are, you know, you know, everybody has completely misunderstood what actually was the outcome of filibusters. The 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 bottom line was that in the last LegCo, when no bills were passed, mm. apparently, I even heard some idiot um, uh, accusing the new um, Eddie Chu, the new legislator, the other day of, of, of being responsible for that, which was a bit weird because he wasn't in LegCo, but never mind. Um, the, the actual reality is that well over 90% of the bills presented by the government to the legislature were in fact passed in the last legislature. I know these facts get in the way of the story, and I'm sorry and I apologise for that, and it won't happen again, certainly not till the next time. Yeah. Meanwhile, there there is considerable anger. And remember that the constituency of the angry people are, funnily enough, the people of Hong Kong. So those people, um, you know, the usual suspects who are jumping up and down saying, you know, I'm more loyal than, than sliced bread is to a white loaf, have to explain why they're not also loyal to the uh, great unwashed. Yeah. I've got an email here from Pete. Pete, I apologise if I um, 
get it wrong because it's quite it's quite complicated. But anyway, he's talking about passports, right? And Pete Pete says, has Andrew Lone received this quote declaration of renunci- re- renunciation? I guess if so, <coughs> there should be no argument. He says the fact that he put on display a number of documents makes me think this was just his application. That Regina Ip says it's okay, it's legal, it's in the post would seem to confirm that he has got this document yet is still British. Let me go on a bit. If applying to renew my British passport is any guide, says Pete, this could take some time. If only I'd had Regina to tell immigration, it's okay, it's in the post. By the way, Mr Lung may be able to get his British citizenship back when it's convenient. Uh, resume your British nationality. Pete says, in conclusion, in some cases it's possible to resume your British nationality after renouncing it. Apply using a form RS1. Read the guidelines before you apply. There yeah, you go. well, he makes he makes a number of good points there. The basic point about this is that under the basic law, which we hear about not more it's than basic by the day, isn't it? Twenty <laughs> times a day. Under the basic law, the president of the legislative council cannot have right of abode anywhere else other than in um, Hong Kong. So the fact of the matter is that he left it to the very last minute to make an application to because uh, of course he's so confident in the glorious future of the People's Republic that he needed that insurance policy so he leaves it to the last moment to so-called renounce his British passport not his OBE though not his OBE, that isn't renounced at all thank God um, is that renounceable? I mean, the Beatles gave theirs back didn't they? Um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where you meet somebody very posh and they say, oh, thank you very much we'll put it in a drawer, next time you need it do come and chat to us Yeah. but I think in this case it's very clear that he actually technically does still have right of abode in an overseas country and therefore is in breach of the basic law. But hey-ho, the basic law, which we hear about, you know, as I say, 520 times a day, it's applied to some things and not applied to others. And now we have Regina Ip saying to us, well, you know... Checks in the mail. I've I've already um, uh, ruled on this because I used to be a something or other, therefore it's all right. You know... If you really believe, as these people claim to believe, that the basic law is the thing from which causes the sun to shine every morning, at least show some respect for it. Um, the thing that's slightly puzzling me about this is just the whole theatre... Oh, incidentally, he can get his passport back. Oh, of course he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, well, this is a point that Pete made. The theatre... The, thanks, Pete. The theatre of the whole thing is interesting, because here we had yesterday a load of people t- tearing up their... you know, papers. Blah, 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 and do yeah. this... The president of LegCo is, is a very credible job. I mean, going way back, he was the man, He, you know, the chief whatever. It, this was a credible job, uh, impartiality, all that kind of stuff. So on day one, Hong Kong's new answer to Betty Boothroyd has no face with these people. Or, or, That's a or recipe for, that, for disaster. Or, or for that matter, the new answer to Jan Yuk Singh. Well, you know what because, I'm saying. No, no, but what I'm, I, I'm making the point a bit more locally, which is that, you know, at least he, he enhanced... We're talking about the former president of LegCo. At least he enhanced the credibility of the post. Yeah. People did see him as fair-minded. People understood that he was part of the pro-government camp. It's, it's, it's no secrets there. Secret. Uh, but they understood that he was a person with integrity who was prepared to apply the rules of the council. Gosh, how difficult is that? Where do you go with my thing about, really, the damage has been done? So if people think it's time to get in the hot dogs and popcorn, it probably is. I would, uh, yeah, I would, I'd probably get one of those giant-sized bags. Now. Because there's a lot of munching to be done. Let's talk, let's talk about another side of this one. Did the young guys kick up a bit too much yesterday? 
Well, as I say, I think it was stupid to make an issue of the oath-taking because, it's frankly, it's a technicality. You, 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 you swear that. And, and you, you, you're per- they're perfectly... They were, unless some weasel has found a way of stopping them even doing this, they were perfectly entitled after swearing the oath to say, you know, swearing it as it was supposed to be sworn. Not really. Saying, well, not, not so much not really, but, you know... And by the way, I am determined to do X, Y, and Z. Afterwards. Yeah. See? Why not? Aha, that's brilliant. Why not? You're the right age. You should have gone for this. <laughs> no, but that's absolutely us, true. We're, we're us, all... us young people, you know, we've got to keep together. We're talking about devils in the detail and like a war of technicalities here. What you just said well, does stand to reason. They could have done it. I mean, you, you know, I have to say that although I have sympathy for the people who won the majority of the vote in the election... Sometimes tactics isn't their strongest point. True, but you I know, sometimes that. you know these old adages about new brooms yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe, well, you maybe, know, maybe. I mean, there is a mood in Hong Kong, and it was clearly reflected in the election for something different from hmm. the existing pan democratic camp. There was a mood for people saying, you know what, it's all very well to sit there and um, do this and that, but we want, you know, we want to ramp it up a bit. I've, so that's what these people are doing. I've got a suspicion that the, we talked about the filibuster thing. I mean, it's an age-old political tactic, but this may have had its day. I think possibly what's going to happen now is any time anybody on the other side comes up with something that's even remotely iffy in the eyes of the Democrats, you know, 20-odd microscopes are going to come out instantly. Uh, the the behaviour of the pro-government camp will be under greater scrutiny. But don't forget that, of course, the biggest problem that the pro-government camp has is the leader of the pro-government camp, i.e. the chief executive, C.Y. Learn. And they cannot get around the fact that this man is deeply unpopular. There was yet another survey conducted um, on behalf of Ming Bao this week which showed him at the list, sorry, at the bottom of the list, of possible runners for chief executive. But nobody said who, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean... Even he said it would be nice if people would say, which is (laughs) ironic. (coughs) It's true. He said one of the few things which which made sense. He said, well, you know, we don't actually know who are contenders for the post, so it doesn't matter. But do we? Really? Well, I think the fact of the matter is we know the bottom line here, which is that it won't be decided in Hong Kong. All of this is going to be decided in Beijing. That's the real story here so here we whether have. whether mr Leung is popular or not frankly it don't matter if if the comrades have decided he's going to get the job the usual suspects will go in and they'll make of course thursday morning still in with steve vines take it away talking of big fish big fish <laughs> and I, verses uh, yeah, yes <laughs> oh, it's popular music it's very yes. vulgar i hope nobody listened to any of that stuff um but besides that um it's interesting and I, some people may say we really shouldn't keep talking about him, but I'm sorry, we're going to. Um, the boss, IECY, has this amazing, um, I think he's called the spokesman or press assistant or whatever it is. Anyway, Andrew Fung is his main sort of apologiser-in-chief. And the apologiser-in-chief came up with, I have to say, this is almost one of the greatest of many great um, lines. He said, you know this controversy over the 50 million bucks that... Um, he got before being elected as elected before being selected as chief executive um, from this UGL company, which has caused quite a scandal. So Andrew Fung says, oh, well, now that money was paid in sterling 
making it about four million pounds or in today's oh, because money. Oh, because but, of the Duff exchange rate. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he didn't go that far because I don't think he realises that. But anyway, anyway, it's about four million pounds. And therefore, therefore, there is no conflict of interest. Fair play. Gosh. Gosh. I thought... No, I tell you what, that this, is, by the time is, you've worked it out, everybody's run away. <laughs> I know. You know, this is, this is a sort of Donald Trump. When I was in the room with that woman, I did see her with her clothes off. And how, how, how could you possibly make any connection? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the connection, oh, Steve? You've written books um, on economics. Well, Throw me a well, bone. Apparently the connection is that because it was paid in sterling, yeah. and it was paid before CY became chief executive, which incidentally we know, everybody knows that, um, therefore somehow um, up there in the clouds, um, it doesn't matter, and blah, 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 and anyway, we're suing Apple Daily. I'll tell Except you what. We're not. Meanwhile, let's go after the Don. Well, that's back. Yes, but that's back. The 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 the, the Donald Jung um, allegations. Well, they're not allegations. They're they're charges. They're, they've now ramped up another one. So I tell you what. You know, being being a loyal and you know how can I say assiduous slave of the new order. It has its downsides. Mm. I think some of the people who are currently busy with their noses in a position where it really shouldn't be, but they come out rather brown. Some of those people should think... What, in the soil, you mean? Uh, All right. Somewhere. <laughs> um, should be thinking about what happens when you fall from favour. I just say that because I, I thought the Donald Jung thing would go away. I thought the orders would come out and it would go away. But... Um, don't look like that now. I if, mean, you don't add a fresh charge when you're thinking of uh, putting this whole case to bed. See, what what the public is going to do now, whether it's logical or not, is going to say, OK, a deflection, and I thought the ICAC were investigating this, and now they're investigating that, and it's almost... They're going to say it's, they're going to say it's a smoke and mirrors job. Yeah, Rightly I, or wrongly. I, I think, uh, unfortunately, the ICAC, which was an organisation of very high credibility, yet again during the um, CY regime. And as it happens, we come back to the 50 million because that, that, they're supposed I mean. to be the... <laughs> investigating that. The person who was in charge of that investigation was demoted. I mean, all of this tells the great unwashed. I tell you what, all these institutions are crumbling. It's a very, very sad thing because the ICAC... I mean, cut aside all the other nonsense. The yeah. ICAC was a great symbol of... Hong Kong's competitive advantage in Asia. Because yeah. people could say, well, you know, you go to Hong Kong, there is an independent corruption, an independent commission against corruption who will make sure that business is clean, as well as other things, but make sure that business is clean. I think we'll do business there because we like to be in an environment where that sort of thing happens. Mm. Now they're being told, well, the ICAC will investigate some cases if they involve a really important person, the person in charge of that investigation chances of promotion have gone down the pan, etc, etc. So, you know, these are dark, dark days. Remember last time this came up, I think you said something along the lines of, this is all well and good if somebody's mis misused their position, etc, etc. But do you remember you said, for no logic whatsoever, the public sympathy will be with the former chief executive? Yes. 
Yes. Whereas in his day, when he, you know he did something that rattled, yeah. rattled some collars, people would have gone, "Go get him." Well, but I think those I days think, are gone. I mean, you know, you, you you take the position of Donald Trump. He obviously was never as unpopular as the current chief executive, but I don't think he was warmly embraced by the whole part. Now people are going, you know, this is this it's this is a new level. This is a bit, you know, this is a bit unfair, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea whether he did what he's alleged to have done. That's another issue. But but people will wonder. They do, that's what, what I mean, the timing all, yeah, and exactly. all that stuff, plus yeah. the whole Rebecca Lee business. Yeah. Anyway, all yours. Well, then, then um, as everybody knows, because we're all in a fervour of excitement about it, <laughs> yep. um, we've got the 20th anniversary of the foundation of the Hong Kong SAR coming up, no less than next year. And that's amazing, isn't it? Who knew, actually? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. I, I, couldn't quite, I couldn't quite believe it. But anyway, it is, in fact, a factual fact. You can read a it in books. And um, I'm glad to see the Hong Kong government is preparing for this joyous occasion. No, no. Parties, celebrations. Part- well, there's that. But there's also the order of more anti-riot vehicles. I kid you not. The main thing that they're preparing to celebrate the glorious reunification of Hong Kong with the motherland is the purchase of another three anti-riot vehicles. Crack a few heads. And, they, and, and the cops actually say, oh, we've got to make sure they're there in time for the anniversary. Boy... What does that tell you about where we are in in um, in the SAR, actually? I mean, you might have said, actually, this is a great moment. You know, people will be out on the streets cheering. But it's not for them right now, because there's a whole percentage people of young people not, saying, bring back... People will not be out on the streets cheering. Well, there, there will be the usual bust-in crowds cheering. And indeed, there will be other people who genuinely uh, are celebrating. But, you know, if they're celebrating in a street which has anti-riot um, vehicles lurking in the street behind, that's going to be telling you quite something about the success of the project. There's a lot of frustration. W- w- on th- in theory, it should have been, hurrah, you know, 20 years, da 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 But it's become a thing not to celebrate, in a way. If you think it through, the, 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 the flavour of it's everything now... It's been turned now. around. I mean, if, if you had said in 1997 that the main planning that the government would be doing for the 20th anniversary <laughs> of the Hong Kong SAR would be to order some more anti-riot vehicles. You'd have said, oh, come on, don't be so extremist. It's never going to get to that. Good morning. We're now there. This is actually going to become the next big the big a thing, as, as Aaron Sorkin always says. It will, be, it will be a bit of a thing, won't it? I think so too. I have to say, you know, I went to, and I hope no one's listening because it might, might get don't worry. scarred by this, but I went to LegCo last week and you would not believe nowadays the level of security there is. Oh, I do. I walked past go, it. I it, couldn't believe it, I couldn't walk. Just go in. Go Try and get into the Legislative Council building. It took me, and I had an appointment and blah, blah, blah. It took me, I would say, to get through the security clearance at least 10 minutes. And I was just thinking, you know, I've been into legislatures in other parts of the world. And, of course, you know, I mean, nowadays you've got the threats of terrorism. There's very serious issues. But in other parts of the world, they're worried about people coming from outside to do something awful no, no, not in, their, in, their, <laughs> in their, you know, buildings. In Hong Kong, they're protecting the legislature from the Hong Kong people. The people who they find most terrifying are, you know, ordinary Jack Hong Kong citizens. You. <laughs> Maybe it was just me, but I'm, I'm, you I'm ever not wondered that, why? I'm not quite that paranoid because there was a chap standing right next to me who was going through exactly the same procedure. So I'm, I'm, I'm really wondering. I mean, are we at this level well, we where are. the we main 
people who frighten the what's-its off the government are the people. It's nuts, isn't it? We're back to old, you know, our friend Mr Bertolt Brecht, who says, you know, time to change the people. Before we go on to one more, your prediction for how, just for fun, how's LegCo going to unfold? Let's give it six months. How do you, in the next six months? I would, I would assume that we've just had a flavour. I reckon yesterday. So I would assume it's a flavour. It's, it's, I mean, I think, you know, if it carries on like that for four years, it's really going to be pretty dismal. But I mean, you know, we've... The, the, the good thing, if you like, is what I said earlier. There's always going to be, you know, you must <coughs> account for what you've just said, account for what you've yeah. just said, microscope. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. At the moment, it's very hard to see exactly what clarity will emerge from all of this. I would imagine very little. And never forget that one of the problems with LegCo is it's actually set up to do nothing. People keep forgetting this. Legislators are not allowed to introduce legislation. You would think, isn't there a kind of contradiction in terms there? They can only introduce legislation if the chief executive allows them to do so. Right. There's a limit to how much scrutiny they can put on bills because in the new order... As soon as the scrutiny gets too serious, they just cut it off. The 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 the, the, the you know the people who are, who do what they're told and troop down to Western for their orders are told right at four o'clock you'll cut off that uh, scrutiny. So I mean you have a body that's actually designed not to do its job, and then by some absolute astonishing miracle, it, um, oh that's right, it doesn't do its job. Hmm. Who 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 could put those two factors together? It's Not conf- me. Confusing me now. It is confusing, isn't it? There's yeah. a couple of little other things you want There are a couple of other little things. I'm, I'm very delighted to say this is the spat of the week. And, uh, and if, if you're a connoisseur of spats between <clears throat> people who perhaps you um, <clears throat> are not as um, enamoured with as, as, as other people are, you'll be delighted Allegedly. to see that... that the, the two egos, which make the Eiffel Tower look like a, you know, a stump in the road, are, are battling it out over at the New People's Party, or whatever it's called, i.e. Regina Rip and Michael Teen. He's very um, teed off. I was going to use another word, but I'm not supposed to use that. He's very teed off because she was following orders from the bosses in Western not to have him nominated as a candidate for the presidency of, of LegCo. She's very teed off that he's sort of jostling for the limelight when the whole point of that party was for it her. was Regina <laughs> Ip. You know, what didn't he understand about joining great. a party which Regina Ip had in charge? Now, he is no shrinking violet. So I, I assume the party will split, I mean, because it doesn't actually have any ideological underpinning. It's just a vehicle for Regina to become chief executive. Although I notice, uh, not that it really matters, in fact, it may help her that in this, this poll that we were talking about before the break, she's also down there with C.Y. Learn uh, in the unpopular runners for the, for, for the race. But maybe, actually, in the eyes of Beijing, this will make her a more viable candidate, because if Hong Kong people hate her, they'll love 